Okay, good morning, good evening, good day listeners of Extreme Podcast. I'm recording this in the morning and um, I don't know what time you get to listen to it, but good day. Uh, it's I'm happy to be back, uh, especially the fact that this episode will be centered around um, something we as a people, as a country have been dealing with. The last couple of weeks, um, the election, the elections came, went to the polls, and um, people were left with different feelings. Some people left feeling cheated. Some people left feeling victorious. But you know, um, I don't think the battle is over yet. Um, as some people have gone to the tribal now, so we, we what I thought we needed to do was we needed to sit and listen to what issue feel like. Um, going through the processes, what it would feel like going through the legal processes, so that's uh. We can be more informed and um, understand how the processes look like. Uh, just get a little bit of layman knowledge of what the process would be like. I felt like we needed to um, talk with someone who would give us better information, quality information on what's really going to happen. That's what I felt we needed to do. So I reached out to um, a legal practitioner, someone I have come to respect their work and uh, someone who works at, or works with, or works at one of those highest echelons of legal practice in our country. And I feel like she's one of the best people we could get to talk to us about this particular electoral proceedings. So what we did was we sent her some questions and um, yeah, she has done justice to them. And well, let me, let me, let me run you through the questions we sent her so that by the time you begin to listen to where she's coming from, you will understand what she is saying. And um, of course, we were, we are really grateful for having her on the podcast, despite her very engaged schedule. She could make out the time to uh, to just record it for us, if I want to believe correctly. She recorded this maybe somewhere around 11 p.m. or 2 a.m., you know, between that time. And, you know, just so that we meet up, it's getting the podcast out. So that's something to be grateful for. Uh, the title for this Saturday's podcast is Understanding the Legal Proceedings of Ele- Election Petitions. Understanding the Legal Proceedings of Election Petitions which is what's going on now in the country, you know. 
elections are over, people are petitioning. So the questions we sent so far, we had five questions. So one wanted how to explain to us the process of the Labour Party trying to get their man mandate back. What would the process look like? Labour Party trying to get their man mandate back. What would that look like? Or they trying to get their mandates? Um, the next question we asked her was how long will it take? A lot of us are anxious about time. Will this take a lot of time? Will this take less time? You don't want to be trapped in a battle forever. Uh, the third question was Does she think there's a legal case for the Labour Party? We are trying not to be guided by so much emotions here. The question is Is there a legal case for the Labour Party? Then we asked her if she thought. The Labour Party will win and um, we wanted to know a lot of you here are fans of the Labour Party so we want to know is, it, is there a case for you and is also that is that case winnable and finally as a legal practitioner we asked her does she have faith in the courts you know um, a lot has been said about people not having so much faith with the Nigerian judiciary system Anyway, without further ado, here's um, our learned experts. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Seyonen Molos, and I am a legal practitioner. I am excited to be given the opportunity to share my thoughts on understanding the legal procedures or processes, if you will, um, involved in challenging um, the outcome of the 2023 general elections, especially the presidential elections. So it is no longer news that on the 1st of March, 2023, INEC declared Senator Bola Ahmed Tinibu as the president-elect of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. This decision or this declaration didn't go down so well with its fellow contenders um, chief amongst which is um, his excellency the former governor of Anambra state um, mr peter obi also the candidate of the liberal party and so um, a few days later mr peter obi grants a press conference where he assures his supporters and sympathizers that um, he would challenge the outcome of this election in the court of law. So, um, ordinarily, what would this look like? Um, what would this procedure or this process look like? Um, law provides that any person or a political party that is aggrieved by the outcome of an election can approach the court um, by way of an election petition. So the person who is bringing the um, election petition is called the petitioner and the person who he is or she is petitioning is called the respondent. And so election petitions are a specialized class of legal proceedings under Nigerian law. They are specialized in the sense that they are neither civil nor criminal cases. They, um, they are a special class of their own and they are required to be heard and determined and judgment given 
within 180 days that means they are time bound they are highly technical and so um election petitions unlike regular cases in court do not linger for too long so that the person petitioning is not left in perpetual suspense and the person being petitioned that is the respondent is not left in fear of um having or enjoying the fruits of his victory so a petitioner can only challenge the outcome of an election based on three grounds provided in section 134 of the electoral act 2022 um, the first being that the person whose election is questioned was at the time of the election not qualified to contest the second being that the election was invalid by reason of corrupt practices or non-compliance with the provisions of the act and the third being that the, the respondent was not duly elected by majority of lawful votes cast so what this simply means is that any petitioner who feels like the the outcome of the elections was flawed by any of these three reasons can gather up his facts, support this, any of the positions of the law, any of the three positions of the law, and then present his case before the election tribunal. And then, of course, the respondent would defend that position, trying to defend, of course, their victory. And the court would be presented with both facts and the law to see um, on whose side... Um, the outcome would fall favorably on. At the end of the day, after the back and forth, documents being exchanged, arguments being preferred, we'll definitely, definitely get an outcome um, of this electoral process within 180 days. And I think that will begin to settle a lot of questions in the hearts of many Nigerians. Um, Personally, I think the Labour Party and its candidates have a legally justiciable case. And I say this because, um, first of all, one of the most celebrated innovations of the Electoral Act 2022 was giving the electronic transmission of results um, the force of law. And this was this was much celebrated because there was the whole hype of oh, it will cut out um, a lot of electoral uh, malpractices caused by human interference, and all of that. And Nigerians were going to be able to see the results uploaded in real time, and we're being able to track these results, you know. And the, the process was going to be well seemingly transparent but we see that at the collation of results this was not the case and of course the the drama that happened between Sentotino Melai and um, the uh, the chairman of INEC and so um, this is one of the grounds on which which the Labour Party and Mr. Pitalbi as the petitioner can um, put their claims on 
that as i said earlier that the election was invalid by reason of corrupt practices or non-compliance with the provisions of the act the act i think in section 64 of the electoral act 2022 provides for electronic transmission of results and if this was not complied with by the INEC, then well this is a good ground to begin to challenge the election of course this is like the most obvious um, but the Labour Party's legal team, absolutely amazing team led by um, Leonard Silk, Onyechi um, Ipazo, Senior Advocate of Nigeria. I'm sure they will, be, they will do a good job in um, their investigations and their forensics. So they may come up with, you know, um, other, other claims on which to rest their case on but i think for now this is the most obvious reason and i think um they have a case on that but as to whether this would um produce victory uh, there's no guarantee for victory i think nobody can guarantee um no lawyer in fact can guarantee his client's victory you can only do the best that they can and leave the rest for the tribunal to determine so um and also it is also too early to to know where the courts would likely um tilt towards the the case is still in its very infant very very infant stages full we've not even commenced full trial yet so um, uh, evidences have not been tendered um, we don't know the arguments of both parties so we cannot say at this point I cannot say at this point that um, there's any guarantee of victory anywhere um, so we we'll would we'll wait to see the progress of how trial commences and and the the arguments and the evidences and the facts that will be produced by by both legal teams from both sides and and see and begin to weigh um, weigh in on who whose is more probable who is whose is more weightier than the other. So on a whole, I have faith in the Nigerian judiciary to not only do justice but that justice will be seen to be done um, that by the facts and the law that both sides would marry together and present to the tribunal um, that a logical conclusion can be arrived at um, I do I do think the Nigerian judiciary is capable of doing justice to this case um, whatever it may be we are no longer far away from the 180 days some days are already gone so um, I think we should just all sit back and, <laughs> and enjoy the ride basically and so yeah that's all I have to share with you today I'm I'm grateful for the audience um, special thanks to the guys at Ex Extreme Podcast for the wonderful opportunity. I'm absolutely grateful. Thank you.